This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. The son of the Magid of Mezrich was known as Reb Avraham the Malach, Reb Avraham the Angel, because he was on such a high spiritual level, kind of like how we are on Yom Kippur. But for him, every day was like Yom Kippur, even when he didn't fast. And so they called him the Malach, the Angel. And unfortunately, even though he had been married, his wife had passed away a year and a half before. And his father, Reb Dovber, the Magid of Mezrich, who was the successor of the Baal Shem Tov, he sent his personal secretary to the town of Kremenitz to arrange a shidduch, a match, for his son, the angel, with the daughter of Reb Meshulam Fivish. Now Reb Meshulam would spend all day and night studying in the Beit Midrash, in the study hall, and he would only come home for Shabbos. And even then, he would only come home for the meals on Shabbos. The rest of the time, he spent learning all the time in the Beit Midrash. His wife would bring him all of his meals and take care of all of the daily household needs. And the secretary of the Magid arrives at Reb Meshulam's house and notices that the family lives in extreme poverty. The door is broken. There's mud on the floor. The children are dressed in rags. And the only daughter is barefoot. And the mother sings such a distinguished guest standing at the door. She says to him, where are you from? What are you doing here? And he said, my dear holy sister, I'm from Mezrich. And she says, Mezrich? That's very far from here. What kind of business brings you so far away? And the secretary said that he was there to arrange a shidduch between her daughter and the son of the Magid of Mezrich, Rebavram the Malach. The mother took it as a joke because she'd never heard of the Magid of Mezrich. And certainly never heard of anybody named a Malach. And on top of it, her daughter was only 12 years old. And they never imagined to look for a shidduch for her at this age. But the secretary continued and persisted. And he told her, no, I'm really from the Magid of Mezrich. And he said, I have a carriage outside, ready to take you to Mezrich, if you and your husband would agree. And she looks out and she sees there is a carriage there. She thinks this whole thing is very strange. And she said, let me go to the Beit Midrash and talk with my husband. So she goes in and she says, Mazel tov. He doesn't even look up from his sefer where he's learning from. She says, Mazel tov, Tati, our daughter is getting married. And he looked up from the safer and said, what are you talking about? She's getting married. She said, why don't you come back to the house? There's the personal secretary of the Magid of Mezrich is here. But Reb Meshulam, he didn't want to interrupt his studies. In fact, the only time that he would ever really talk with his wife was when she brought him meals and they sat and they ate together. So he told his wife, go back to the secretary and agree with anything he says. I don't know who the Magid is. I don't know who the Malach is. But, Bezat Hashem, this is the right shidduch for our daughter. And so the wife comes back and says, Okay, my husband agrees. And the secretary said that the wedding would have to take place as soon as possible. But the mother said, We, we need time to clothe our daughter properly. I can't take her to measure it's looking like this. No problem, the secretary said. And he hands her a large sack of money to buy clothes for her and the bride. And so a couple of days later, the mother and daughter are now dressed beautifully, cleaned up, 
completely ready to go to Mejibuz. And there was a special carriage that was hired to take the secretary in one carriage and take the mother and the daughter in another. But the father, he didn't want to go to Mezrich for the wedding because he didn't want to interrupt his studies. And during the whole journey, the mother is sitting in the carriage, completely shocked and amazed at what's happening. Why, of all the people in the world, had the Magid of Mezrich chosen her daughter to be the wife of his son? I mean, there was nothing really special about her daughter. She loved her daughter, of course. Her daughter wasn't especially beautiful or especially intelligent or really anything. She just didn't understand it. It was the strangest thing. But there they were, sitting in the carriage, dressed in beautiful clothes, on their way to the market of Mezrich. And as they came closer to Mezrich, the secretary sent ahead a messenger to announce that they would be arriving. And the whole town came out to greet the mother and the bride, men, women, and children. And when the two carriages arrived at the house of the Magid, he himself ran out to greet them. And he had prepared many fine gifts for the bride. And he personally gave them to her and attended to all the matters related to the wedding on his own. Within a day, the Magid performed the wedding. And then they had seven days of Sheva Brachot, of the seven blessings. And after the beautiful wedding and the days of, of joy of the Sheva Brachot, the Magid treated his new daughter-in-law and mother with great affection the whole time. And then it was time for the bride's mother to return to Kremenitz. And it was sad to leave her daughter behind, but she knew that her daughter was being left with a great tzaddik and that her husband was also a great tzaddik. And when she finally returned home, she went to her husband, Reb Meshulam, and told him everything that she had seen how the wedding was worthy of royalty, and how the Magid had treated them with such respect and love. And she told her husband, you know, you really have to go to Mezrich to see for yourself. You have to go meet the Magid and your new son-in-law, Rabbi Avraham. But not wanting to interrupt his studies, Rabbi Meshulam, he continued learning. But every day his wife would come and say, what kind of husband are you? What kind of father are you? You sit and learn all day, your daughter has been married, and you haven't even met your son-in-law. Enough with the learning! Get up and go see your daughter. So not wanting to interrupt his studies, Reb Meshulam had a special shtender made for him, a portable lectern that he could hang around his neck and put a book on it to learn as he walked to the Magid. Now it took several days riding a carriage, so it took Reb Meshulam two weeks to walk the entire distance to Mezrich. And on the road, as he was learning all day, he decided to come up with several questions to test the Magid of Mezrich. And when he finally arrived, the Magid came out to greet him himself. And besides saying, Shalom Aleichem, Reb Meshulam, the Magid said, I have a feeling you might have some questions for me. And preempting Reb Meshulam, the Magid answered all of the questions before Reb Meshulam even had a chance to ask them. And Reb Meshulam said, listen, I came here to meet my son-in-law. Can I meet him now? But he couldn't meet him immediately. Because, as was his custom, Rev. Avraham was locked in a room and no one was allowed to enter, not even his father, the Magid of Mezrich. Finally, after many hours, the meeting between Reb Meshulam and Reb Avraham took place. And as soon as Reb Meshulam looked at his son-in-law, Rev. Avraham the angel, he fainted on the spot. It took several hours till he came to, and when he did, Reb Avraham said to him, What caused you to faint? And Reb Meshulam said, there are two angels that accompany a person home from Shul on Shabbos night, on Friday night. And I saw them standing above your head when I saw you. Now Reb Avraham 
understood that his father-in-law, Rabbi Meshulam, was obviously a great tzaddik because nobody could see the angels that were standing over his shoulders. And he said to his father-in-law, Rabbi Meshulam, you think that those are your two angels that you saw? The ones that you see when you come home on Friday night? No, those are my two angels. And Rabbi Meshulam had a huge smile on his face. He said, my sweetest son-in-law, would I be able to spend some time learning with you before I return back home? He said, of course. And the two of them locked themselves up in the room and came out 13 hours later. They had a meal, they davened, and for the next several weeks, they learned together until Reb Meshulam had felt that he had filled himself up with kedusha, with holiness, and with joy and gladness for the wonderful chatan that he had merited and that his daughter had been married to. And after that, he was able to go back home, thanking Hashem every step of the way for his incredible chesed, his incredible kindness. This story for you. It wasn't really a story that I was planning, but I mentioned it to a friend of mine on Shabbos and he said, you know what, you need to add this to the podcast. So there were two sisters in the holy city of Jerusalem, and the older one, when she was 19, started going out on Shaduchim and meeting potential husbands. And she met several guys that potentially she could have married, but each one, for one reason or another, either didn't want her or she didn't want them. There were two men, two Hasidim, that she almost married. But at the last moment, before making a decision, she said, you know what, I don't think it's right for me. And two years passed with her meeting many different people, and along the way, many of them got married. Many of her friends got married. After two years, friends that got married were even pregnant at that point or had given birth. And this girl was continuing to go out on Shaduchim. Now she was 21, and her sister, at 19, decided that she was ready also to go out on Shaduchim. And even though the older sister had been trying for two years and hadn't found the right person for her, the first person that the 19-year-old girl met, she really hit it off with him. And they decided after a few meetings that they were going to get married. And the older girl was quite devastated. You know, for two years she had been trying to get married. She couldn't find the right person. There were people that maybe she could have married, but she decided not to. And here, her younger sister, the first guy that she meets, she wants to marry him. And I don't know if you know the halacha in this situation, but the halacha is that the younger sister has to ask permission from the older sister to get married first. And so the younger sister asked the older sister, and of course the older sister 
being a good neshama, a good person. Right away, she said, of course, of course, it's not even a question. But there was a great deal of pain there for both of them and for their parents. Now, these girls, they're both Chabad Hasidim. They follow the path of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So the younger sister starts making her plans for the wedding. There's a vort, an engagement party. And the older sister, she dances and cries at the same time. On the one hand, she's happy for her sister. On the other hand, she's sad for herself. And as the plans start moving forward for the younger sister's wedding, the older sister is working on making her peace with the situation. And then she's offered another shidduch. And she goes out with this guy. And she kind of likes him. I mean, she's met many people. She knows what it's like to meet somebody that she likes and somebody that she doesn't. And they go out again and again and again. And then she's debating with herself whether this is the right one or not, just like she had done before. And she really can't decide whether to continue at this point or not. And then she makes a decision, you know what? This is the right person for me. And she brings him to her parents and says, this is the man that I want to marry. And before you know it, she has her own vort and her own wedding is being planned. In the future, Chatan, of the younger sister, he contacts the father, his future father-in-law, the father of the 19-year-old daughter, and he says, I want to tell you something very special about your older daughter. We were looking at letters from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and this question was asked to the Rebbe. What do you do in this situation when a younger daughter is getting married first? And the Rebbe said, you have to ask permission from the older daughter, which is, of course, the halacha. But then the Rebbe added something else. The Rebbe said, that if the older daughter will truly forgive the younger daughter for getting married first and do it truly with an open heart, then Hashem will arrange for her to find her husband even before the younger daughter gets married. And he said, so that's how I know that the older daughter truly forgave the younger daughter because here she found her husband even before the two of us got married. And you might think that this is a very cute story, But this is a story that's truly dear to my heart, because I am the father in this story, and the two girls are my children. And this coming Tuesday, we're going to marry off the first daughter, Bezat Hashem, in Kfar Chabad. And around a month and a half later, the second daughter, to the Chatan that she found, because she was able to find the love in her heart to allow her younger sister to get married first. Mazel Tov, everyone. I wish you all simchas, good health, all of your children to get married and your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and we should marry to dance at their weddings with great joy and with loving hearts.
לחיים!